Episode 272, March 16th, 2017. This week's show opens up with some not-so-great news about the next-generation Wrangler. We'll hear how a Jeep community is coming together for a Jeeper battling cancer. And we'll go over the top 10 tips for getting ready to go topless. We've got a big announcement about the show that involves you. we got another one of those reviews, and we'll get into the latest voicemails. Tony's also going to be talking about a cracked manifold. I'll be talking about ways to keep the warranty on your JK. We'll hear from Nikki G and get into some of the big off-road events happening in the coming weeks. It's all on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, the future of the new Wrangler may have some problems. Busted. Well, or at least broken down. Well, for months now, reporters and Jeep enthusiasts alike have been scrambling to get as many pics as possible of the next generation 2018 Jeep Wrangler especially after early reports of its sibling, the long-awaited Jeep Wrangler pickup is going to be delayed by at least another year. Well, this week, some photos were posted that may not have many of us, well, not so excited anyways, about the next-generation Wrangler after all. A camouflage prototype of the all-new 2018 Wrangler was spotted being loaded onto the back of a flatbed, apparently after it succumbed to a massive mechanical failure while being evaluated and tested on public roads. Although the setting was unfortunate, it did give the test car hunters out there the opportunity to snap some of the best photos to date of the two-door version of the Wrangler, which isn't scheduled to be officially and fully revealed until later this year. So very kudos to them. Now, till now, all we've seen is the camouflaged four-door versions with its puffy blankets and the line-hiding skirts and swirl paint that is used to hide all the good stuff from prying eyes. Riding on Rubicon-style wheels, the design of the two-door version doesn't stray far from the Wrangler's iconic look, but does sport a very prominent front bumper. Some might call that a diving board. And its windshield is raked back a little further for improved aerodynamics. A previously leaked image of what's purported to be the Wrangler's grille follows this retro sleek motif. What appears to be rests for a fold-down windscreen sticking through the wrap covering the hood indicates that this old-school feature will carry over to the new Wrangler, something that hasn't yet been confirmed. What has, however, is that it will retain body-on-frame construction, something that was up in the air earlier in this vehicle's design. We also know that the engine lineup is going to include a turbo-powered four-cylinder, a V6, and diesel that will be offered as well. Oh. Now there are, oh, I know it. Now there are also some rumors circulating that there's also going to be a, a hybrid model in the works that isn't just aimed at efficiency, but no, check this out, but also off-road control, with the Wrangler's electrified drivetrain being optimized to enhance off-road capability in the rough stuff. Very exciting. And you guys can be sure we'll be looking more into the details of that purported hybrid as the event or as the details come out anyways. Well, speaking of details just coming out, the Jeep Talk Show update is something that you guys have been waiting for and something that you guys need to know about. More importantly, something wicked this way <laughs> comes. Okay, maybe not so much wicked as wicked cool and long overdue. You guys may have heard Tony last week utter the briefest of mentionings that the Jeep Talk Show is looking into having an official app developed for us. Well, the rumors and what you've heard is true. So at the end of last year, the show has become some, well, has gone through some amazing growth, which of course is thanks to all to you guys. 
when, when we're not at the point yet of being able to send any one of us to SEMA or King of the Hammers or buy an official Jeep talk show vehicle wrap. But <laughs> the world's largest podcast hosting service has given us a deal that we can't refuse and has offered to help us out with the development and launch of an official Jeep talk show app for the Android operating systems. So all of you out there with a non-Apple tablet, non-Apple Android smartphone, or will be soon to be getting, you guys will soon have access or be able to get access to the show and our content like never before. We'll have more updates as the launch gets closer, which is actually right now. In fact, the app is live in its beta form over on the Google Play Store right this minute. But be sure to keep that Google Play Store link handy, guys. Uh, things might change over the course of the years. We don't know. Uh, again, this thing has just launched today. Yep. In fact, it's a little bit ahead of schedule, in fact. So, yeah, we are super excited about this. So, guys, head to your Google Play Store right now um, and go check out, download the Jeep Talk Show app right now. And, hey, by all means, give us a call. Let us know what you think about it. Well, this is something that's not going to take too much thought to uh, well get behind. Jeepin' for the cure. When I first heard of this story, I was just going to go ahead and report the details in our Wheeling Wear segment at the bottom of the show. But when I started looking into it a little bit more, I determined this needed a spot at the top of the show. A Jeep for a Cure event being held at the end of the month will support local resident Cindy Cromwell in her battle against cancer, as well as the NOAA Medical Foundation. Event organizer Katie Swantek says that the Jeep Poker Run is being held on March 25th, in an event, in an effort rather, to support Cromwell in her battle against breast cancer. Also included is a free will donation meal being held at Rock's Bar in Genoa at 5 p.m. with a silent auction and karaoke to follow. Participants in the Jeep Poker Run will be meeting at Brad and Cindy Cromwell's residence at 12.30 p.m., with the run beginning at 1 p.m., says Swantech. Cindy requested that all donations received for the event be given to the Genoa Medical Foundation in Nebraska so it can support rehabilitation programs and individuals recovering from cancer and other illnesses. Swantech says that those who can't attend but would still like to support can drop donations off at the Genoa Community Bank. For further details about the event, please contact Katie Swantech by email at katieswantech at gmail.com. That's K-A-T-I-E-S-W-A-N-T-E-K at gmail.com. It's an event that's very near and dear to my heart, guys. My own mother is a cancer survivor, a breast cancer survivor, and, uh, and I just couldn't be more proud of her making it through that battle. Um, definitely Cindy Cromwell has a battle ahead of her, and we hope nothing but the best for her in that battle. So, Cindy, best of luck and Godspeed. And big thanks to all of you who continue to help us out by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you got something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, make sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. And if you're feverishly rewinding and trying to write down that uh, that Gmail address, don't worry about it. We'll have it in the show notes. Uh, if you're not aware or if you don't uh, visit the jeeptalkshow.com webpage very often, uh, go over there and you'll find lots of information in the show notes. Uh, actually, I'm lying. There's usually just you just play the, the, the audio and the videos there. But I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I'm trying to put more stuff in there. And I'll certainly have uh, that email address in there. Well, I don't know, Josh. Uh, hybrid Jeep uh, just, just rubs me the wrong way. And believe I you know, me, man. I, I, it, it takes a lot of different kinds of rubbing for it to be the wrong way. Well, look, I, there is no greater torque-providing device oh, no, than an electric motor. Yep, you're right. So, you know, if the, on paper, this looks like it's got a lot of potential. So what the real-world application is going to look like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm really curious about this and to see just how much, like, storage and weight and everything else they're going to have to sacrifice to make this thing a hybrid. Yeah. You know, there's got to be batteries and, and, and electric motors and all that stuff has got to go in there. So 
you know, where's where's that room going to come from? I don't know what this thing's going to look like or what the technology is going to be. And again, guys, the hybrid aspect of this hasn't yet been 100% confirmed. So this could just be rumors or possibly some, you know, skunk works type stuff that we're not going to see for five or six years still. Who knows? Right. Either case, stay tuned right here and you guys will know the best. Well, it's certainly you know interesting. It yeah, it's certainly interesting to uh, to hear and to, and to talk about. Now, I'll tell you this. Electric is the is the future. It is the way to go. The torque, uh, just, just think of it, having an electric motor. And I'm not saying this is the way they would do it, but just think, have an electric motor for each wheel and the kind of control you would be able to have off-road and the torque, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest problem, the power supply. Uh, right now, it requires you know thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, lithium ion batteries that you got to replace like every five or six years, and uh, or you just get a really long extension cord. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Actually, you have a a backup crew running a a, a big yeah. honking diesel right. off road vehicle with a generator. You got, two, you got two midgets in the back <laughs> there turning a generator by hand. <laughs> This is for off-road, man. You need four midgets for that. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do want to mention about, uh, talk a little bit about the app real quick. Uh, boy, I was very excited to see that uh, that app was ready today. Uh, like Josh was saying, it, it just kind of hit us by surprise. And, uh, uh, you know, frankly, it's just like Christmas. Uh, you get a present, you want to start playing with it immediately. So uh, I uh, I wanted to have uh, the... Uh, it's it's there. It's touch me, play with me type thing. So that's why we announced it tonight. And uh, I know you guys. Well, Tammy, you have an iPhone, so you you won't be able to see it unless you have an i an Android somewhere in the house. Uh, Josh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm you've... the only one with a. Oh, iPhone. good. You'll still be able to see it then. So there's a contact uh, section on the Android there, and you'll actually be able to send us information. Go to our Facebook page, uh, uh, click a little button, and send an email. I do need to change it right now. They have uh, my email address on there alone. I want to set it up so that uh, the emails go to uh, all three of us here. And uh, actually, it's a good time to mention this. Anytime you guys want to talk to all three of us, just send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. And uh, Tammy, Josh, and myself, all three will see that email. And and don't be be confused if you get three responses. (laughs) Yeah, it sometimes happens. Yeah, but we're uh, but we're very excited about the uh, the Android app, and uh, uh, yeah. we will be uh, looking into doing the iTunes being on the iTunes store here very very soon. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. I look forward to being able to remove that last bit at my mom's house soon. <laughs> you getting ready to move out? Uh, no, no. You know, if, if, uh, if I had not lived here in Southeast Texas where we couldn't have basements, I would be such a happy camper in the basement right now. I just don't know about Susie and the kids though. They, they might be getting cramped by this time. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move into our, uh, uh, ninth, um, not segment. What I want to say, uh, uh, <laughs> I started to say invoice. Uh, what do you call it? Whenever you do segment. No, series installment. Yeah, installment. Thank you. Uh, the ninth installment of our Axle segment. See, I didn't want to say segment. Segment. So with uh, with Nate from uh, Wrangler Extreme Extreme Date YJ Squarepants. Nate, what did we come up with, Josh? Uh, Tammy, was it just Nate? I think it's uh, Nate. Nate Square Peg Round Hole. <laughs> well, no. we're not. Nate, here. I'm trying. I'm sorry. We're not here to judge. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to be talking about the GM 14 bolt axle. Take it away, Nate. Hey, Jeep enthusiasts. This is Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the GM 14-bolt. 
So uh, the GM14 bolt is a really common axle. In fact, from what I'm reading and in some of the research that I've been doing for this particular segment, I found that it was actually designed for the military, if I'm reading things correctly, by GM. I don't know if that means it was in the Humvee or... You know, if it was under some other GM uh, military application. But it's a pretty common axle. So here's some of the strengths. Uh, it's a one-ton axle. Uh, full floats are pretty common. Uh, the weight of the vehicle is actually supported by the spindle for the full float uh, shafts. So that means that, from what I'm reading anyway, and from what I've heard from some other people, again, I've never owned a 14-bolt, uh, uh, so this is all based on research I've done. But... The spindle will actually support the entire weight of the vehicle, so you can remove the axle shaft without even taking the vehicle off the ground, which is pretty cool, uh, especially in, in the event of an axle shaft failure. Um, the axle shaft, like I said, is field removable, and this axle is reportedly to be a pretty inexpensive and beefy axle. Uh, some of the weaknesses, it's a really big housing. I've read some reports that say you can't run less than like a 37 or 40 inch tire. Otherwise, you're just going to be dragging the housing all over whatever you're, you know, you're, you're going to have such low clearance that it's, it's just not going to work all that well. So, uh, with this axle, you are going to sacrifice ground clearance. Uh, again, just like the Dana 60, you're not going to find this thing in a Jeep width size. It's going to be full width. Uh, so it'll either need to be cut down or modified or, uh, just run it as a full width axle. So as far as that large housing is concerned, a lot of guys actually shave the housing uh, on the on the bottom part of the differential. They say that it's so thick that you could shave it down and actually, uh, I mean, sure, you're going to lose some strength, but it's minimal because it's already pretty strong to begin with. Uh, they say they, these things weigh around 400 pounds. Um, support, it's a really popular axle. They say you can find it all over the junkyards, which is what... Uh, what supports the the um, inexpensive claim that I've read a few places. Uh, the axle shafts are 30 spline, uh, which is actually smaller than the Dana 60, which I was surprised to read, but I saw that in several places. I don't know if the full float makes it uh, more desirable, or maybe it means that the axle shaft doesn't need to carry as much weight. Uh, the shafts are also easy removable, as I mentioned, so they're easy to replace. Uh, the shafts are pretty cheap as well, because it's just the shaft. There's no flange, there's no... Um, uh, wheel studs that have to worry about, things like that. It came in several uh, GM vehicles, you know, pickups, vans, and like I said, probably some military service vehicles, though I don't have any specifics on those. Is it worth upgrading? Of course. I mean, it's a 14-bolt. <laughs> uh, these things, from what I'm reading, are just really desirable axles. Uh, and max tire size, I'm going to say that because of the overall strength of this housing and the fact that you need the clearance, I'm going to say up to a 44-inch tire. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed this segment on the GM 14-bolt. If you want more information or if you want to chat with me about the research that I've done, uh, look me up on the Jeep Talk forums. Thanks for listening. You know, I think I was like uh, 23 or 24 when I had my first four-wheel drive. It was a 1983 Chevrolet short wheelbase uh, pickup truck. And I did not know anything about anything. Uh, I knew how to drive and I knew what a lift kit was and I knew, uh, what inches were for tires. So, uh, four inch lift and 36 and a half inch tires. I was cruising and people were asking me at the Burger King uh, drive through, how do you get in that thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go back and look and see what uh, axles 
were on that uh, 83, at least, you know, what came uh, commonly on the 83 Chevrolet pickups. Uh, I just get the feeling it wasn't a, a GM 14-bolt uh, 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 axle. But it could be, you know, who knows? So uh, something to uh, uh, look at, especially since uh, Nate uh, shared that information with us tonight. It, it makes me curious. Also, too, isn't there a law against putting GM uh, axles on a, a Jeep? I guess if you can put a Ford 8.8, you can do the GM. There you go. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you are indeed. And if you're wondering where all the off-road related podcasts are hiding, well, wonder no more. We've put together the best of the best in all one spot. The 4x4 Radio Network is just that, a network of online radio programs related to the stuff you can get excited about. Got a buddy who's into the Land Cruisers? Well, tell him to check out the Center Steer podcast. Into all that that is off-road racing, overlanding, and outdoorsmanship type of stuff? Well, you like to learn how to cook Osabuco around the campfire? Well, be sure to check out the 4x4 podcast. If you're looking for one of the best all-around off-road podcasts out there, be sure to tell everyone you know about the Trail Chasers podcast. And hey, we're there too, all in one spot. It's all free, and it's all available to you with no signups and no spam. All you have to do is go to 4x4radionetwork.com and press play. And hey guys, now there's even more Jeep Talk Show to love. It's called Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show. Tammy and Tony are going to take your guys' calls live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Yep, you call in while listening to the live show right over your cell phone or landline. Just join us every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time at JeepTalkShow.com. Don't forget to download this extra content each week or subscribe and never miss any of the content we put out each and every week. And check out the latest Jeep Talk Holland show where episode 30 and Tony and Tammy are going to talk with Brian from Carolina Trails Off-Road and he's going to share one heck of a story about a renegade in the mud. Let me back you up a second, Josh. What was, what was they, were they cooking around the campfire? A buco? Asabuco. You've never heard of Asabuco. Is that that have, is that that frozen fish that Dan uh, caught the other day that on Facebook? <laughs> no, no, but uh, I can't. I, that thing did not look edible. <laughs> what the hell that was? <laughs> He's out ice fishing. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, man. He pulls this thing out of the ice. It looks like it's from the the paleotonic era or so. I don't. It's that it looks, or it looks ancient, or it looked like it came from from the uh, frozen food section of uh, the the local Alaska uh, eatery, uh, you know, uh, store. It was so First funny. Time. He's he's proudly holding this frozen fish. <laughs> Did you see the picture, Tammy? Do you have any yeah. idea what we're talking about? No, I haven't. Oh, it. was it, it on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, uh, Dan Cole, the Four by Four podcast, and uh, he was so proud. I was listening to a recent episode of the Four by Four podcast, and it was before he had caught the fish, and it was his oh, mission to catch one of these fishes because apparently they're like a oh my god, they're like a lobster. <laughs> yeah. The consistency of like a lobster. They're like a poor man's lobster, I think you said on the show. And <laughs> he's out there. Looks like and, a catfish. Yeah, he's out there. It does. Like it's ugly. 15,000 below. It's like actually colder than Kelvin, zero degrees Kelvin in Alaska. And he's out there ice fishing. I think he said he had to core, manually core through three feet of ice to, to try to Lord. catch this fish. And... uh <laughs> And the funny thing to me is, is that he's holding it proudly with a smile and his teeth, you know, ready to break off from the cold, I'm sure, holding yeah. this fish and there's like icicles hanging. He just took it out of the water and it's like frozen. <laughs> anyway, it just really tickled me and I'm sure it's this normal Alaska type stuff, but it was like, good Lord, I've never seen a picture where the the fish is frozen before you get it home. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, you're on Facebook, right? Sure, everyone else is. Oh, jeez. 
now post a Facebook live video telling me, Josh, and Tammy just why you must have, can't live without a jamic for your Jeep. A oh, I gotta have it. A jamic? What the hell's a jamic? Well, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hammock. And the cool thing is you put it across the roll bar on top of your Jeep, either front or back if you have a JKU, front if you have a JK. And there's other ways you can use it as well, but those are the, the most popular ways you see online. And then you can just lay there on top of your Jeep. It'll support up to like 300 pounds, I think it is, at least two, two good-sized people or, or Michael Moore. Uh, and uh, so, so be sure and put the at Jeep Talk Show in the comments of your Facebook Live video after the video's over. And then you can press a little button that says post. Just put at Jeep Talk Show in the comments. And uh, we'll see it. Uh, oh, and don't forget to like the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page in the process. Don't, just go to uh, HTTP Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Like our page and give us one of those Facebook Live videos and you could win a, a Jamic from uh, Jamic.com. Oh, and I do need to say you need to be 18 years or, or older and free shipping inside the 48 continental United States. Uh, we'll ship it uh, further than that, but it'll be on your dime. All right, Tammy, are you ready? I think so. I'm ready to shut up. I hope so. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So, guys, I'm hoping that the power of positive thinking really works. So, if we all start thinking and get our Jeeps ready for those Jeep hair don't care topless days, maybe the warm weather will come back anyway here on the East Coast. With spring hopefully arriving, that means we can start driving with our tops down. Yay! Well, except Tony and Josh. Anyway, us Wrangler owners know when it's a topless day, there are always precautions you must take. And over the years of driving topless, I've learned that you can't just put your top down, hop in, and hit the road. Well, unless you're prepared, you can do just that. But it takes some thought and planning to be prepared. So here are my top 10 tips for going topless in my Jeep Wrangler. First of all, make sure that your top folds back into the perfect Jeep W. And this will help keep the soft top lasting longer. If you want to see pictures of how to do the Jeep W, you can go over to my blog at www.jeepmama.com and scroll down a little bit. And it's um, one of my blog posts. It's my actually my blog post from today. Um don't park under trees that are shedding their blooms or under trees with lots of birds hanging out in them. Um, and this year here in Maryland, we don't have to worry about the blooms because her winter storm, Stella, just killed them all. <laughs> so if you're planning on coming here for the Cherry Blossom Festival, just stay home. Anyway, moving right along, when you're going 65 miles per hour down the interstate and you have long hair, you need to tie it back or put on a hat. Because there's a very high potential that you will go blind momentarily and crash. Um, the leave no trace is definitely a principle you should use for the inside of your Jeep. Because you don't want that litter fine when the trash goes sailing out at the top of your Wrangler. Anything you want to keep in your Jeep, make sure it's tied down. When you bring a Jeep or a drink in your Jeep, a non-alcoholic drink, make sure it has a lid on it because those Jeep rides can become very bumpy. 
And if you have kids and they like to drive in the back seat, I suggest you bring a blanket for each of them because it gets a little colder in the back seat than it does in the front. And you can also spray your floor mats with bug spray because when your Jeep is parked, some say spiders like to spin their webs inside of your Jeep. My fingers are crossed because this hasn't happened to me quite yet. When it's sunny out, keep the sunscreen handy or you can get a purple sunshade or green or red. Well, not red. (laughs) Um, You should not leave your valuables lying around. Um, I suggest you leave them at home or you can lock them up in your glove box or the center console or they have special lock boxes that go under your seat. And hey, Wrangler owners, did I miss any other topless tips? Please give us a voicemail or send us an email. And you can do that many different ways. The email is at info at jeeptalkshow.com. You can leave a voicemail on our website at jeeptalkshow.com. Go over to the right-hand side of the screen and click the little leave voicemail button. Or you can go over to our friendly, um, mobile-friendly form at jeeptalkform.com. It's not your typical form. We don't tell you to go search on Google. There's no flaming. We don't tell you you have a dumb question. Um, and you can find out more about all the stories we share and information we share on the Jeep Talk Show over there at the JeepTalkForum.com. Hope to see you there. Ooh, it's a Jeep. Yeah, it's black. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go, Tammy. Oh. What the... I don't know what I'm going to do. I do not know what I'm going to do. Where's your sign? I I think I'm about ready to quit. (laughs) I know. Here's my sign. That's the best I can do. Oh, I got a sign for you. I sprung. Read read between the lines. Yeah. You see this, honey? (laughs) I sprung that on her uh, Tuesday night, Josh. She was Uh, like, uh, unbelievable. Just, I, uh, I I, I, I was in shock. (laughs) I've cut people for less. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky you live. 10 states away. Oh, uh, bring it. <laughs> I've got plans. I've got plans. I'll, I'll meet you five over. <laughs> yeah, if, if Cody, Cody, actually, if I'll you're just listening. Meet, actually, I'll just meet you one you. over because five over would be Maryland. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, let's get on to uh, where do you listen to the Jeep talk show? I'm not supposed to announce it, am I? Where do you yeah, listen I'm to the Jeep to talk show? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep talk show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? We would like to know. We still want to know. Every week we want to know. Damn it. So all you have to do to uh, shut us up, which is not going to happen, but do it anyway. Call 530-675-4102 and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at. And I've got some audio i got to go through that I've got some fresh stuff uh, to produce another one of those. So hopefully we'll get one of those out here soon for you guys. Yeah, you'll have to throw in the uh, the Jeep Talk Show app in there too. Or you, Red you know Jeep Stink. Jeep stink. Where have you Red been driving? Jeeps stink. Red <laughs> Jeeps. Uh, Tammy's wound up. That's good. All right. So, uh, hey, I, I don't know, uh, Josh, Tammy, I don't know if you guys have been thinking about advertising on the Jeep talk show. I have, actually. It's, <laughs> it's 
it's how fortuitous that you have mentioned this. Well, you may be shocked to know that as of today, while you've been thinking about it, your company has missed 16,000 chances for your ad to be heard. And that's just for this month. Shocking, isn't it? I know I was. Stop thinking and start advertising on the Jeep Talk Show or the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Just visit www.jeeptalkshow.com slash advertising for more information today. 16,000 chances, Josh. Yeah, it's, uh, that's more than nine times. <laughs> wait, wait, I got one. Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> so let's get over to reviews. Uh, love us some reviews. Love hearing from you guys, uh, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Um, here's a review from Facebook, episode 270. It's, I'm sorry, it's from to, uh, episode 270. Uh, Tammy, it was a, uh, 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 no, this isn't Facebook. This is YouTube. Oh, okay. This is actually, this is a comment about episode 270. We were talking about. Hang on, hang on. I don't know why that's there. Let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, this is actually should have been under the YouTube section. Not sure quite how it got there, but this is from episode 270, a comment that we got on 270. So you can comment on YouTube videos and they will make it to the show. So we were talking about um, American flag patches and this guy says, you guys were talking about the orientation of the stars on the flag and commented on the flags on the military uniforms. You were correct that the orientation is normally on the left but as far as the uniforms are considered, the stars are always going into battle. So the left arm patch would look correct, but the right patch would look backwards. Yeah, um, that made perfect sense because uh, we don't retreat. Uh, we just go straight on into the battle until we run off the edge of the planet. Well, and here's a familiar name. We uh, mentioned this guy last uh, last week, and I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name three different ways. Um, but Danny Massey actually uh, wrote in this time. He gave us a five-star review. He says, been listening for a few months, and you guys have a great show. Keep up the good work. Tammy, I hope to see you at events this year. I go to most of the East Coast stuff. Tony, I know Katie. I lived there for a year and <laughs> loved it. Hopefully, I'll be back soon. I'd like to meet you also. White Jeeps have no color, so y'all fight it out. Keep rubber side down. Yeah, we'll have to go to uh, Midway Barbecue and uh, sit there and eat some barbecue and talk about uh, red Jeeps and, well, you know. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy is holding up her boo sign. Um, so I'm going to butcher this last name and I apologize. Let's call him G. <laughs> Nikki G. Nick. Giordano gives us a five-star rating. Pardon? It's French. Or Italian. <laughs> that was the or German. Um, the Jeep Talk Show is okay, I guess, <laughs> if it's you're into that sort of thing. Fire Josh. What really Fired. makes the show is that Nikki G guy that calls in from time to time, all the time. He cracks me up. Where does he come up with that stuff? <laughs> Uh, chemical induced comas, I think. <laughs> Where's the fired, Josh? I want you to give me a fired. <laughs> well, you know, that would have worked out really good if you would have just read Nick and not read it as I, Nikki. Yeah. Because then uh, once you said Nikki Giordano, yeah, they, they pretty much just ruined it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ruined, I I ruined the joke. That. I didn't even think about not that. Not you. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I didn't think of it either. I, I, didn't re I, I just saw uh, the Nick in Nick Giordano, whatever it is. Uh, and I thought Nikki G I just, I, I just have a Nikki on there. 
All right, so uh, let's uh, let's get into this thing. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we had Yikes. somebody that I think didn't get a joke. Uh, I think this is a case of not getting a joke, but in an effort to make sure that we uh, uh, have all the reviews, we put up all the reviews. We're going to uh, uh, have this review up, and, uh, and we're going to talk about it. So. Here is a less than a stellar review. I mean, it starts out good, but kind of goes uh, downhill. But before we get into it, this is from episode 268 of the Jeep Talk Show. And, uh, well, here's a little clip from what uh, uh, this comment is about. So watch this clip so you'll have a reference point. Well, because we were working on a budget and I didn't really have the time to dive into a heater core swap, I just decided to help my stepson out with a valuable lesson in vehicle repairs and how to find a reputable mechanic. I told him about, it, about ASE certifications, what they mean, and how they're acquired. I also told him how to spot a shade tree mechanic who's more concerned with scoring some meth than making sure he's doing the repair correctly. <laughs> After calling and talking to a handful of dealerships and many smaller repair shops. Now, I think you can actually even hear me laughing in the background whenever Josh read this because, you know, I don't really get a chance to go over th- through the show notes. And, and Josh always fancies up his copy. And it's, it's a lot of fun not, not knowing uh, ahead of time. So uh, with that in mind, here is the, uh, the comment that we re- received on the YouTube video uh, uh, for episode 268 uh, on the YouTube slash Jeep Talk, Talk Show. I love to listen to the Jeep Talk Show, or at least I did until this episode. This is the episode where I finally started questioning anything Josh says. This, <laughs> this is also the episode where Josh says that I'm just trying to score meth. I'm, he says, I, 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 actually, I am trying to score meth. And some random uh, garage will do a better job than I will, or apparently, uh, or he apparently. I start thinking about previous episodes where Josh said, Josh did not line up with what Josh said, this did not, not line up with his authoritative speeches of what people should or shouldn't do with their Jeeps. Some of the tools that are in his want list already reside in my toolboxes uh, of every meth seeking sage tree mechanic, including myself. I will not hesitate to say that some of uh, his tools list uh, left my uh, left me scratching my head why he would not already own them with his vast experience of knowledge. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is funny. Knowledge base. Air compressor? Really? Uh, I consider myself a shade tree mechanic, and I work on people's cars, trucks, and Jeeps, usually weekly from my garage at home. I have been working on vehicles for 40 years and was wrenching on a CJ2A at the age of 14. I worked in professional garages where master, state certified, and ASE uh, certified when wrenches uh, at those places. Wrenching. Uh, my son has uh, changed more head gaskets, brakes, axle housings, engines, and even rebuilt a few more transmissions than Josh has, and he's 18. When making blanket statements about listeners and your growing audience, you should remember that you are also giving advice that affects the buying habits of repair decisions and potential uh, suspension, handling, and driving characteristics of people's vehicles, probably more so than any meth, <laughs> meth head, crack-buying, low-life scum of a shade tree mechanic ever would. I mean, hell, y'all, uh, <laughs> you all just turn them little nut thingies <laughs> and put the whatchamacallits back in. Dang, don't have to be use those big words uh, and call me names. So my theory on this is, and yes, that was one review, uh, my theory on this is that Josh is being trolled, <laughs> but maybe just a little bit, but you know, I, I, I took it as, especially since it wasn't directed towards me, uh, I took it as this is a great opportunity for, 
something, uh, you know, get, maybe get under somebody's skin, maybe have a little fun on the show, hearing it read. And, uh, you know, we have an open policy. If you want to write yeah, it, absolutely. we're going to read it. Uh, I, I, I do think I'm going to have to put a word limit, a word count limit on it, though, to like <laughs> <laughs> a thousand words or less. Yeah, all right. So yeah, I, uh, I think it was, I, a, I don't know if it was a joke, Josh, it was just a it joke. Was, yeah. No, I didn't make any blanket statements or accusations about about all mechanics. You know, I I have had experience with tweaker technicians in the past. I've worked with oh, electrical geez. electrical techs that had no business working on a vehicle. I mean, if if you come in to work with track marks on your arm, I mean, come on, man, you shouldn't be driving a vehicle, especially a customer's car, into the shop. So you know, and it doesn't take a whole lot of research uh, to find the problem of drug addicts, especially out in this area cutting catalytic converters out of trucks to sell them for what's inside. And mm-hmm. that that's an actual thing, people. Yeah. So any, anybody that takes that much offense to a comedic statement about the smallest percentage of shade tree mechanics out there, uh, you might be protesting a little too much. Yeah, I mean, the police don't take it personal because uh, we don't know you. I don't think Josh has any uh, private investigators going out and uh, collecting information on people that he can talk indirectly about on the show. Uh, now, I, I do like the part, uh, and, and to be clear, I appreciate all of it, but I do specifically yeah. like the part uh, when you, where you say, uh, when making blanket statements uh, about listeners and your growing audience and then uh, people listening to us making decisions about repairs and potential solutions yeah. and hands like, we do take that to heart. And I think we, uh, I think Never, we always, seriously. I think we always try to make sure that you understand that we are not professionals. We are just people that have other jobs. We have uh, Jeeps that we enjoy, and we are modifying them. And we have not killed ourselves yet. So yet. keep that, yeah, keep that in mind anytime because this is really just entertainment. We we love talking about Jeeps. Uh, we okay. love giving you advice. We love uh, spending your money. Uh, we've had a couple of people buy Jeeps from listening to the show, and I think I just that, that just tickles me pink. Uh, and uh, so. But, you know, we're not ASC certified mechanics. We're not anything other than shade tree mechanics. And mm-hmm. Tammy's really more of a, just a shady mechanic right now. She's not even got Aww. the tree yet. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, but she's trying. She's learning. And she's uh, asking, listening, and asking questions here. And that's, that's really all we're trying to do is give some entertainment and spark some yeah. conversation. And certainly this has sparked some conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We usually do a, a pretty good job of, of, you know, disseminating the information and letting you guys know that, you know, hey, this, if this is above your head or you don't have the means or the skill set or, or even the tools to do this, then maybe it'd best be, best be left to, to the professionals or the industry experts in that and that sort of thing. I know so our disclaimers are out there. Yeah, I know we've said that many, many times that if you, if you right. don't feel comfortable doing it, uh, please get somebody that's trained and certified to do it. Uh, and uh, if, if, uh, and if I didn't say it clearly... I want to apologize if that offended you. Uh, personally, I, I think you. I think you're uh, playing with us. I think you're joking around, and I hope so because clearly. it clearly was a, uh, a was put in there for comedic effect. Well, yeah, because I don't know anybody who has an air compressor inside their toolbox. And I it, mean, that's just beyond the laws no, of physics. That's, well, that's that's a great idea, though. Um, but I would. Could you imagine how big that toolbox might be, though? Dude, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Great place to hook up a fart cushion as well. So uh, if uh, if and, and I just want to throw this out there, if you are a shade tree mechanic and you do meth, we'd like to hear from you. Just give our toll free number. Well, it's not toll free, but it, I can say it. Uh, just five three zero six seven five four one zero two, and let us know if you score meth by cutting out catalytic converters. 
And, and what do you do with the cell codes when they come on, you know, for that uh, second O2 sensor? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but thank you very much for the, uh, for the review. It's great that you took the time, especially to write all of that. All of that, and yeah. So, a lot of time there spent. A lot of calories burned. Yeah, hope, hope you weren't offended. Hope nobody was offended with that uh, shade tree mechanic stuff. It's, uh, uh, I think we make fun of ourselves here all the time, and that's, that's all we were doing. A lot of self-deprecation, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, let's get over to some more self-deprecation with... Uh, How dare you. <laughs> Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Well, speaking of keeping your drug dealer happy, no, I'm talking about the (laughs) dealership. (laughs) Sorry. Same thing. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Lost about the same. Well, one Jeep Wrangler enthusiast battle with Chrysler over whether his extensive modifications violated his warranty opened up a Rubicon of debate. The secret for keeping your lifted Wrangler under warranty? Make your dealer happy. Now, there may be no vehicle that gets more modifications by its owners than our Jeeps. And never before has the industry been flooded with so much aftermarket for our Wranglers. Hundreds of shops around the country specialize in suspension lift kits for greater off-road clearance, armor, and and toughened accessories. Well, many Jeep dealers, in fact, have started offering similar parts of their own and, well, sell Wranglers pre-lifted to get you from the sales floor to the rocks or trail in the same day. While FCA and Mopar embrace the uh, the customizers and sell parts of their own, the fine print of its warranty carries a warning. Its warranty doesn't cover any part that was not on your vehicle when it left a manufacturing plant. No repairs caused by them, including performance of racing parts. Chrysler also has long told dealers, we'll restrict to all or part of the vehicle's eligibility for warranty service when we believe the vehicle has been so extensively damaged or modified it cannot be repaired to conform with the manufacturing standards. Basically, a rule on belief leaves a lot of room for interpretation, which brings us to Eddie. Eddie runs the Project JK website devoted to off-roading and mods for the current generation Wrangler. Earlier this year, he got into a dispute with a Jeep dealer in California and aired his grievances in a customer satisfaction survey. When he took his 2009 Wrangler X to a different dealer in May for what turned out to be a broken exhaust manifold, the dealership told him his Jeep has been flagged by Chrysler for its lift kit and barred from any warranty repairs. Well, after several rounds of escalation, including letters to Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchione and getting hung up by a Chrysler executive, well, Eddie received another surprise. Chrysler had shared his satisfaction survey with his previous Jeep dealer, who then flagged his Wrangler in the Chrysler's computer service system for having too many mods. Well, isn't that nice of them? Eddie's description of his problems online sparked hundreds of responses. In fact, it's gone viral. Many critical of of Chrysler and Jeep, in fact. But the company also has its defenders. The problem with Wrangler mods is that there is no way to know how any random combination of changes can affect other parts of the vehicle Well, in any situation, could running 35-inch tires on a lifted suspension put so much strain on the engine that a manifold manifold could crack under stress? Yeah, It's not likely, but it's within the realm of possibility. And with all warranty claims under strict scrutiny from automakers, more dealers may fall back on denying borderline claims rather than risking the expense of having the claim rejected and paying the cost themselves, especially after the last few years of, well, some record-breaking recalls. Now, while some posters reported strict warnings from their dealers that any changes to their Wranglers would cut their warranties, others said that their dealers who actually understood Jeep owners would be able to work through some of the problems. And while a lot varies from case to case, of course, this is going to be a case-by-case basis, one rule of thumb emerged from all of this. No lifts 
taller than three inches. The Jeep dealer out by me said that if I buy a new Jeep or any Wrangler still under warranty, bring it in there with it has over three inches of lift on it and I or put 35-inch tires on it, well, the warranty would be voided. But if I lifted it two inches and put 33-inch tires on it, well, I'd be okay. The bottom line, you should call your dealer and talk to them before you do anything just to find out what you can get away with for them, from them when it comes to modifications and keeping your warranty. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. So, Tammy, your, your Jeep came with like 31s or 32s, right? No, actually, um, the Rubicon, well, I mean, I guess... They're a metric. I They're a 32 plus. Yeah, it's, it was just a little bit over 33, I think, I, when I measured. So, I'd have to go look back at my notes. Well, let's but see. the funny thing about that is Adam's Jeep, they lift and sell brand new Jeeps with huge tires, um, different um, bumpers, lifts. Well, it's probably a, probably a value-added thing that they do to try to get people to buy Jeeps from them instead. Uh, I just wonder what happens if uh, if they go out of business and you try to take your Jeep someplace else and have it warrantied. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go out of business anytime soon, but yeah. Well, but, but dealerships do go out of business every now right. and again. And if a dealership had, you know, you previously had a warranty through the deal, through that dealership, um, and sometimes dealerships are, are bought through the dealership, they're in addition to factory warranties. So, I mean, right. certain, you know, the factory covers certain things, and then you can buy additional warranty coverage to cover additional things. Ah. And uh, in, in this case, dealership would not, um, would not honor their, their warranty, on the, uh, at least, you know, as far as he was concerned. So, uh, this guy in particular, in this particular issue, or this particular case, had some issues dealing with his dealership. Yeah, and there's no telling what Adams, uh, and I shouldn't say that specific, but there's no telling what a, uh, a dealership might put on the paperwork going back to Chrysler. <laughs> so, you know, they may have ways around it. They may even have agreements that they can get, get around simply because they are who they are. They've signed something or another. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know. I think, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt anything to start with uh, smaller tires and uh, uh, take that out, run it. Uh, I started with 32s on mine. I mean, I only have 33s now. Uh, I would like to go to 35s eventually, but I've learned a lot of things about the Jeep and, understand that at least on the uh, the Cherokee platform you got to do a bit of work uh to uh steering and some other things prior to going yeah. with those uh much larger tires that uh, the the uh, vehicle just was not designed for something that had that that big of uh, tires and that much torque now you guys may remember back in i think 2012 or 2013 i started reporting on how Mopar was going to be coming out with a line of of lift kits and aftermarket accessories specifically tailored to the Jeep aftermarket and this was primarily to address the 5 billion plus dollar Jeep industry <laughs> yeah. um that that is supporting this aftermarket and to get in on some of that cash flow so they 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 developed their own Mopar lift kit system for the JKs um, and going up to even four inches of lift with that. And, but again, it's, you know, a dealership, it's Mopar, it's whether they install it, it has to be installed by a, a, a certified dealership, all this stuff. There's a lot of hoops, a lot of red tape, but there are options out there. And that's Tammy, probably what you're seeing right. is on these, de these dealerships who are selling these, these Jeeps, you know, with seven miles on them 
but already have a lift and 37-inch tires, mm -hmm. they're using these Mopar lift kits and stuff, and they're doing all that work themselves to put these vehicles out there for, for those who want to buy a basically a turnkey rock crawler, um, but still have all of the bells and whistles and the warranty of a new vehicle. Could you imagine going and dropping 50, 55K for a, a six-inch lifted Jeep and you know, 38 inch tires, hydro assist. Uh, I mean, there's a certain uh, part of me that just says, I got to do all those things. I need to know how it goes together. I need to make sure that it, that I understand how it all works, but it would be cool just to go and actually have that, that much money where you just go, I'll take that one and drive off. Let me ask you guys something real quick. There's, there's a company out here in my neck of the woods. I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, give them any homage right now. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, uh, say their name, but they are in the business of buying and flipping Jeeps and they are essentially yeah. a Jeep dealership and, and all they do is modify Jeeps. And, and so a lot of their Jeeps are kind of taken to the extreme and stuff. Do you guys have any shops or, or dealerships out there that are are like that where that's all that they do is just is just modified jeep stuff and and so they always have a selection of modified jeeps out in front of the shop to sell well i know well adams it's not all they do i mean they sell renegades and cherokees and wranglers regular wranglers but they they modify their new jeeps that's but pretty they cool. don't yeah, that's pretty cool. They, now, yeah, they don't flip them. Now, uh, up uh, up in North Houston, I haven't looked at it for a while. I just, I, I think I drove by there once or twice. Uh, but uh, oh, actually, I think we stopped one time because uh, when we were uh, thinking about getting a Jeep for my wife, and they were insanely expensive. But they had yeah. CJs and TJs and yeah. YJs. Uh, so that's like this place. Yeah. They they would buy them. Now I don't know that they actually modified them. I think they would buy them. Ah. I think they would just buy them, polish them up, and then uh, resell them. But they they were definitely in the business for selling Jeeps. It was a Jeep place, and they were yeah, modifying that Jeeps. Sounds, yeah, yeah, so. that sounds a lot like this place. And I, I used to know a guy who was a tech that that used to work for a shop that's closer to me, and then ended up going there because they like headhunted him or something. They gave him an offer he couldn't refuse, and was sure. like, "Yeah, I'll I'll go there and build jeeps for you." Um, but this is what I mean. That's what they do. They buy used jeeps, they turn around, they build them up, and then they resell them. And and that's that's all they do. They don't have any new jeeps. They're not a bona fide dealership. They're they're just this one place, and they're known for doing this one thing. A lot of people love Jeeps, and uh, we've actually had a couple of people uh, ride into the show. Uh, I remember one guy, I, I don't know how long ago we read this, but I think he said he had been wanting a Jeep for 40 years and wasn't quite sure why he had never bought one, and he finally did it, and he couldn't be happier. I think that yeah. there's, and, and this isn't everybody, of course, but I think there's a, a certain segment of the population that just look at Jeeps in reverence of, I would like to have a Jeep. You know, well, at can least, you blame them? No, Come of course on. not. Right. At, least, <laughs> at least part you know, the, the in part of my life, I want to be able to say I have a Jeep and have that experience and have that camaraderie of being part of a, a membership, a family of uh, other people that have Jeeps. So, uh, and, and I understand it. Uh, I mean, I knew I wanted a Jeep for a long time, but I didn't really understand the, uh, the binding of the, you know, having, being a Jeep owner and being bound to other Jeep owners. Uh, you yeah. know the Jeep way, that for example. Yeah, the Jeep way, for example, is uh, is is very uh, uh, a very good point to the whole thing. I'm trying to say. 
Are you tired well, of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can hear some Dana with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with the Texas big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are need to give me a beer. <laughs> hey, folks, you know, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and call our voicemail at 530-675-4102 or just jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and you can leave us a message by clicking on the leave voicemail button. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey, Tony, Tame, and Josh. It's, uh, this is Quinn Collin from uh, Ontario, Canada. Hey. Well, hey. Or Outlaw TJ, you can call me. Um, but I noticed something real funny today. So uh, I was on Instagram on my uh, at uh, the lunch table there at work, and, and I noticed that uh, somebody, whoever runs your Instagram account, um, went, <laughs> I don't know how you found it, but... Um, commented on a picture that I posted maybe like a year ago. So, uh, yeah, and the picture was my uh, Dana 35 uh, differential carrier completely cracked in half. And, uh, and my spider gears were all, were all messed up and everything. And well, whoever runs your page on Instagram commented, well, there's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) that, That made me real. That made me laugh. That was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was awesome, and you know, you guys are great. Uh, I would rate you guys five stars on iTunes, but apparently, my iPod does not want to cooperate for me. So, all right, anyway, uh, have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I can't remember if. Uh, well, now, first off, I love it that people think we have a staff of you know all these people that are right <laughs> that are taking care of our Instagram account. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to get Tammy and Josh on there so that they can make uh, comments and, and like pictures and stuff. But right now it's just me. So I was the one, and I, I do that quite often. I'll see something that's an obvious uh, problem and go, oh, well, there's your problem. There <laughs> there's your is. problem right there. <laughs> it's the guy with the, uh, the the cigarette or cigar and the, the beer, and it's number you know, 10, and he's, he's looking over your shoulder while you're in the dirt trying to figure out what's wrong with your Jeep. And, oh, well, there is your problem. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, honestly, I was sitting in the bathroom going through Instagram pictures, and that's how I found that. Oh, geez, thanks oh, for the visual. Yeah. Any, anybody want to borrow, <laughs> borrow my phone? No. no. So what what was that guy's Instagram? Outlaw TJ? Um, Outlaw TJ, I think it was what he said, yeah. Yep. And oh it was just such such a sad image. I mean, it was I mean it was really a really bad break. I've never seen anything like that. And I've seen a lot of pictures on the on the internet. <laughs> so uh but uh yeah, and it was a Dana thirty five and I, I actually I found out later that it was a Dana thirty five. And I thought to myself, good God, man, you could have been killed when that thing went. Because everybody knows, especially Steve, 4.3 LXJ, that a, a Dana 35, if pressed too far into service, can take out somebody in a tri-state area. It All life would cease to exist when those things blow. Hmm. 
So you were very kind lucky. Like the, kind of like the 0331 heads. Uh, yeah, exactly. That happens on every 2000 and 2001 uh, XJ. They all crack. It's a joke. People, they don't. Unless you're doing meth. All right, let's get to our next one. Hey, Tony, Tammy, and Josh. Uh, this is Brian, a.k.a. NC Explorer. Um, this was listening to episode 271 and listening to uh, Tony mangle a word. I think he's called it mechanicized. Uh, I believe what he's looking for is mechanized. But uh, anyway, keep up the good work and keep cranking them out. I need something to listen to while I'm driving. All right, thanks. The thing that scares me the most about this voicemail is he's a, uh, I guess, not necessarily a grammar checker, but uh, I guess I'd be a grammar. <laughs> but what I'm afraid of is when fact checkers start following the show oh, and calling in. You're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> well, not Josh. Uh, thank you very much, Brian. We appreciate you calling in. and uh, Absolutely. You know, I'll, uh, I'll try to work on my pronunciations uh, of, of that, but uh, you can only get... Well, don't start now. I know. You can only get so much education in school, right? <laughs> Hey, Tony, it's Goose, Tammy, Josh, how you guys doing? Who? Um, I don't remember this guy. Up on the talk show and everything. He sounds Been tired. Very busy trying to get back in the swing of things with this business. But um, I heard Tony say he didn't really know the details about the flag being the opposite direction on a soldier's sleeve. I figured I'd call and clear it up a little bit. It's sort of a... um. I should say a perspective thing. If you were to put the flag on a soldier's shoulder and charge into battle, that's the direction it would be flying from the right side. On the left side, it would be charging into battle from the other way. And the flag's always flown from the staff or the mast if you're on a ship by the stars. That's where it's always going to be attached. If you had it going the opposite direction on that soldier's right shoulder, it would mean he was retreating. It'd be spinning. Up. If he's charging into battle, it's it'll be flying the other direction. So just thought I would clear that up with you, and I'm sure there's other meanings to it as well, but as, uh, as far as what I've been taught and what I've, you know, was trained to keep in my mind and to put the patches on my shoulders, that was their reasoning behind it hope you guys are doing all right having fun catching up on everything while i'm doing my radiator swap and all that good stuff i'll holler at y'all later bye you know i would think that uh it would be fun to troll your drill instructor by having a special uniform made where the flags were were both backwards (laughs) yeah good luck with that you'd be down on the ground but it's a joke it's a joke And, but I don't think he would find. Yeah, that I don't too think funny. Uh, people are going to take that as a joke, Tony. <laughs> it might be a joke to you, but I right. think you'd be about the only one. Well, that would actually, yeah, that Tony. Would, why don't you just go try it? That Do would be it. that yeah. would be actually be the direction of when you were doing the push-ups, where the flags would be would be hanging down as you were pushing up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so no, I appreciate all that information. It, it, it's great. I have uh, no military personal military experience, so I, I did not know this. And thank you for everyone. Uh, letting me know uh, about that. It makes perfect sense. And, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's just, I guess it's a common mistake if you hadn't gone through the, the grind, uh, the, the, the meat grinder of uh, military service and thank you to all that have and, uh, have responded. Mm-hmm. 
So we want to take a moment to remind you about our survey. Um, I sent that survey, the latest survey results to you guys uh, about a week ago, I think, uh, Josh, Tammy. Um, yeah, I took a look at those uh, and uh, yep. got a nice little understanding of sort of the cross-section of what our listener base looks like. Yeah, and it was just age ranges. And uh, they are ugly. Holy shit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that we no, have I, one American Indian listening to the show? Yeah, one. <laughs> Did yeah, you see that? that? And, and I'm, I'm, we, I'm, I'm sure he got there, or, 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 or 1%, he or she. 1% of our listeners are... No, no, it uh, wasn't even a percent. I think it was actually oh. one. If you look at the graph, I, I mean, look at the detail on the graph, I think it was one. And I think they got there because of Cherokee, because of the name of the vehicle. What do you think? Mm, I believe that. <laughs> anyway, you can join in and take our survey as well. And it really, it's, we don't know the people that, that do this. It's just our listeners, and we ask you to do it. People go over to the website and fill out the information. There's no uh, personal information. I think there's an email address just to validate that it's coming from uh, a unique person. So just go over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com survey, and you can join in. I think we've had about 130 people uh, take the survey so far and and we really appreciate it because I, I know surveys suck it's it's kind of boring and but it's very important to us we get to see what the cross-section of uh, listeners and viewers are of the show and and just thank you thank you to everybody that's taken one uh taking the survey all right i want to talk very briefly about uh my jeep cherokee <laughs> uh i think it was last tuesday yes we all know it's tuesday red, before Tony. last right. well you know I'm i'm glad you mentioned that Ooh, red jeeps are sexy. And uh, I got to be with sexy for a number of hours while I was changing <laughs> changing out the uh, the exhaust manifold. Because uh, damn it, mine cracked again. Josh, I don't know if I if I shared those pictures with you or not, but you know what actually cracked above the collector, like where the pipes go into up up much higher, where they uh, collect out of where the. They- oh, that high, huh? Really? Yeah, I, I wasn't looking for it there because I was trying to find the crack. The welds in there were just horrible, and I was trying to find out where it came from. Anyway, I'm digressing. So I spent uh, three hours and 45 minutes, I actually timed it, uh, to replace that exhaust header. And I went to Amazon to get the header. I think it's a Dorman uh, exhaust manifold that I purchased. And uh, I uh, replaced that on a Tuesday uh, around noon. And uh, getting rid of that ticking noise is just so wonderful. And, and yeah. here's, the, here's the point of what I'm trying to say. I don't know how you guys feel. Now, now mine's a daily driver, and if, if yours is just a weekend warrior or off-road-only vehicle, it may not mat, matter rat's ass to you. But when you're driving 20 miles uh, a day, uh, 40 miles round trip, and your vehicle doesn't feel right, yeah, I know. it doesn't feel yeah. you know sound when you drive it, it doesn't feel like it's put together very well, it makes you nervous. It makes me nervous. Uh, and replacing that cracked header has removed about 50% of my anxiety about, oh, is there a problem with the steering? Is there a problem with this? Is it, you know, I have to look at flags uh, along the, the route of I-10 to see if it's a windy day because it's, you know, s- uh, swerving on the road. <clears throat> so just doing the little thing of getting rid of that, that noise, that constant pop, 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 pop makes my Jeep feel like it's a much more solid, reliable vehicle. I don't have any, I haven't had any problems with it, with the cracked header, but just the feel of driving it is, uh, it just feels much more confident to drive now uh, than, than what it was before. So uh, it, it has nothing to do mechanically. I mean, my, I, I measure my gas mileage. I've been measuring my, my uh, MPG since 2010, and it is has only gone up just, just by like three miles per gallon, I think. Uh, but 
even with hey, that's substantial. Yeah, even with the cracked uh, header uh, or manifold, I was not seeing a uh, a detriment in my MPG, and they weren't big cracks, just enough to irritate the shit out of you. So uh, I just want to mention, if you've got a problem with your rig, take the time to fix it. Spend the money. I think I spent 130 bucks uh, for the exhaust manifold and then spent another $14 for a good Felpro uh, head intake gasket. Uh, take there the time to, to replace those, those little things, and you'll feel much better about your, uh, your Jeep, whether it's on-road or off. So I don't think I went wrong here, but you can let me know if I did. Just uh, give me a holler over at the JeepTalkForum.com or email me at info at JeepTalkShow.com with uh, stock uh, wheeler and uh, stock to wheeler and uh, let me know where I went wrong. Hey, folks, and now something I know you've been waiting this whole hour for. It's something we all look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. It's Nikki G, and I want to talk about our name of our XJ, the Cherokee. It's uh, an Indian word, uh, not the Native American Indian, not the baseball Indian. But it comes from the uh, motel-owning Indians. <laughs> and uh, it comes from, originated from the word Cherokee, which means awaiting parts. <laughs> and uh, not to leave what? Tammy out, but the, the JKU, it's derived from the Japanese word Jikui, which uh, means hand over your Legos. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Oh my! Oh, Nikki G. Tammy, uh, Tammy has extorted Legos from her her children to buy Jeep parts. That's the joke. <laughs> they each have, we're using that we term did it in very agreement, and they got half, case. and I got half. Yeah, they actually have each have little signs that say "boo" when she comes in for with the bag for the Legos. <laughs> actually, I just bought my son one hundred um, little black or gray. Lego blocks. Oh, what are you what are you planning on buying with those? <laughs> no, he's building a, a battleship. Exchange rate on those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tammy. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and she's gone. Yeah, great stuff. <sighs> great stuff. Well, it's perfect time to get over to some wheeling wear. Oh, yes, uh, we're uh, going to talk no. about Whoa, 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 whoa! You're not bypassing my little joke. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. You, okay. So Instagram I, got a little um, picture from um, a follower, and it's a picture of a police officer standing outside of a Cherokee. And the, the words say police officer. This is what he's saying. I've been getting some complaints about a Jeep out here tearing up the land. And the guy in the, the XJ says, yeah, that was me. Sorry. And the police officer says, nah, I meant like a real Jeep. You see anything? Now, I want to clarify. He didn't mean it wasn't a real Jeep because it was a Cherokee. He meant it wasn't a real Jeep because it was red. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, that was great. Uh, little, little Instagram, little Instagram chat thing there. And if you notice in that picture, it is a red Cherokee, but it is rather short. Uh, I would have been eye to eye with the officer in mine. 
Yeah. Okay, so now on to Willingware. Sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to interrupt All right, no you. worries. No worries. This is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. What we have coming up May 5th through the 7th, the Carolina Trails Off-Road Club presents Uari Invasion. That's right. They are invading Uari. Happening at the Uari National Forest in Troy, North Carolina. For more information, head over to route16.com slash blog. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X dot com slash blog. Also have the Arizona Off-Road Expo happening March 18th and 19th. That's this weekend, guys. So, hey, if anybody is listening to this um, as we release it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you are at or are planning on going to the Arizona Off-Road Expo, be sure to call on the show and uh, let us know what you thought of it. Happening 18th through the 19th at the West World of Scottsdale in Scottsdale, Arizona. More information, head over to www.offroadexpo.com. And coming up uh, first week, or uh, second week of April, rather, Easter Jeep Safari, the 8th through the 15th. Moab, Utah. Where else? For more information, head over to Red Rock Four Wheelers webpage at rr4w.com. Is that the one you're going to, Tammy? No. Okay. No. No, my mom's going to be here for spring break. For so. that, for that Uari invasion one. No, no, no. He was asked. I'm going to Moab oh. in May. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, but I didn't know yeah. if it was. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I thought she might have been going to Easter Jeep Safari. You know, Josh, before you called in, she was asking for time off again, and it doesn't, it's in, is it the one, is it the one you're going to in Utah? Is that the the May 18th thing? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Well, that's a good reason. So you're, Oh, that's you're gonna, too bad because I'm looking here at my documents and it shows me that Tammy is fresh out of vacation time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll just have to do it live from the... Um, well, I was just going to say, you got to record some stuff, you know, you need oh, to get, get an app for your phone or get a digital recorder or, you know, you got to bring my handy cam and my Ram, um, your Ram mount. Yeah. 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 My well, Ram mount. Well, remember we need some audio for the show too, not just video, but, uh, yeah, yeah we're, you'll, think, you'll think about some. that ahead of time and uh, get us some good stuff out there. Ooh, Utah. That'll be fun. Um, also too, Josh, I, I don't know if this is accurate or not. And I, uh, I apologize for mentioning here at the end of the show. I have heard uh, on Facebook, which is much like reading a story in the Inquirer, um, <laughs> that the the two letter designator for the the new Wrangler is going to be JL. I you know I yes that I've too. I've read that same thing, so I believe um, th- that is correct. So I don't think you had that in your in your copy, but it's just hearsay. So no, we've we've reported I, when we because I've done a number of stories over the last year or so about the next generation Wrangler, and I'm pretty sure that's come up in at least oh, one okay. or two of the of the things because it, it 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 is ringing a bell. Um, and I think I even reported on what the two letter designation is going to be for the pickup, but I don't remember what it's going to be. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that'd be cool if they come up with that pickup. Okay, anyway, we could spend all night talking about Jeeps. Oh yeah. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, we want you to know the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. And of course, you can now download the Jeep Talk Show app at the Google Play Store. And don't worry, iPod, iPhone users will be coming up with a uh, iTunes equivalent very, very soon. Hey, you can also contribute financially to the show, and you can do so by going over to the JeepTalkShow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button to subscribe annually, starting at $12, or select the other button for a one-time donation. We do this show because we enjoy it, and it's free. No financial support will ever be necessary. Hey, and did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? Yeah, it's true. 
iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day <laughs> delay. You'll get the newest episodes much quicker. So open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and then hit the subscribe button. And never miss a great, funny, informative podcast again. And if you guys know Tony at all, well, you know that he likes cookies. So mm. if you get uh, an urge, well, just head over to YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show and, well, subscribe. For every 100 subscribers, we get a cookie. Cookie! Um, um. <laughs> I want red chocolate chips. I like chocolate chip cookies, but those, those chips need to be red. <laughs> hey, join the, talk, the Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence. And hey, it'd be nice if you got on Instagram for us too. Uh, <laughs> you can be the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. And don't forget, folks, you can get more Jeep Talk Show with uh, Tammy and Tony on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Central Time on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, our new live call-in show where it's all about you and your Jeep. And hey, uh, speaking of your Jeep and you, well, how about uh, getting a shout out on the show with your Jeep club? Just send me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Let me know who you are, where you're from, and a link to your club site, and we'll be sure to give you a shout out. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's do our outdoor recreation spots, and that's good, if not better condition than we were when we arrived. And remember, do always tread lightly. Stay in designated trails. No wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles, now you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use. <laughs> Head over to www.treadlightly.org. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and don't forget to go over to um, check out my blog. Follow me on my Jeep journey at www.jeepmama.com and Black Jeeps Rock. That's right. They certainly do. And be sure if you want to find out more about my voice and what I can do for you or your business, be sure to check out thevoiceofjosh.com. Yeah, please do that. You know, Josh is talking all the time and uh, damn it, he ought to get paid for it. Yeah, sooner or later, it'd be nice. <laughs> We need to switch from the beef jerky you're being paid with by now. You're probably tired of eating that stuff. Black Jeeps are so depressing. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) Boo, boo, boo. Talk with your sign.